0: Welcome to the Unknown Regions, where a Star Wars-focused podcast brings you a variety of different content, such as the latest news, film, novel, and comic reviews, and connections with the people in the galaxy. This podcast aims to deliver fresh content to your comlink from the Holonet. This is Star Wars by MRC Tech. episode 15 everyone and welcome to star wars by the mrc tech i am your host sean and we are happy to have you as we travel through the unknown regions we're recording on april 13th 2020 amidst the pandemic as it continues and here is what's on episode 15 tonight in our hyperspace spot we have one article and one article only and it is about Daisy Ridley and how she speaks and how we react to what she's saying. Following that up, we have a Reading the Stars segment. We're covering The Rise of Skywalker, chapters 10 through 15 in an abridged style. Hope you can stay tuned for that. And then to finish up, our podcast will be covering Clone Wars number 8. Unfortunately, Adam uh, had a family issue and he cannot make it this time. Uh, We're praying for you, Adam. Sorry about what happened, and hopefully you'll be able to join us uh, for Episode 9 of Clone Wars next week. So keep Adam in your thoughts and prayers as uh, you know we, we listen to this uh, podcast and as you go on for the rest of your week. If you're new to the podcast or you need a reminder, you can support the podcast through donations using PayPal. Support the show so we can maintain equipment and bring even better content to you. I'm on the hunt for a new microphone to bring even better audio to you. Head on over to mrctechllc.com backslash become a fan for more information. If you like game streams, come on out and join me as I play through a series of games on Twitch. Follow the channel, like the page, join the chat, have fun. Follow me on Instagram at the MRC tech. I am uh, very much a social butterfly. I will certainly chat with you and talk with you and all that good stuff. And if you ever want to add content to the stream, you can use my anchor link, which will allow you to leave a message and I will uh, include it in the show as long as it's appropriate and it makes sense and it's all good. So thank you for your support. Thank you for continuing to listen to the show and without further ado, this is episode 15, and let's get on with our hyperspace spot. Ready? Punch it! In today's hyperspace spot, we're going to be covering uh, a little segment that uh, Daisy Ridley has been I guess quoted in some sort of interview and I've seen it pop up on multiple sources therefore uh, it's important that we cover it in its entirety and there's actually going to be a couple Daisy Ridley instances we'll cover this one which is kind of positive and negative and then we'll cover the second one which is super duper positive so uh, many sources here but I have Chosen to read it from SuperheroHype.com, Daisy Ridley opens up about Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker Backlash. Even though the movie has ended, its theatrical run Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker is still a hot topic in the Star Wars fan community. Many express their disappointment with the conclusion of the Skywalker saga on social media. I am not one of them. Actress Stacey Ridley was one of the people who had a hard time dealing with the backlash. Speaking on a recent episode of DragCast, Ridley discussed the way the fans' reaction varied over the years since the Force Awakens premiere. It's changed film by film, honestly, like 98%. It's so amazing. This last film, it was really tricky, Ridley said. January was not that nice. It was weird. I felt like all of this love that we'd sort of been shown the first time around... I was like, where's the love gone? The actress tried to give an explanation for the harsh backlash. According to her, people share too much information and too many opinions on social media. I don't have social media anyway, but if I went to a film and didn't like it, I just wouldn't tweet about it. But it's such a conversation, and it always has been. I guess now conversations are just more public, so there's stuff I wouldn't have seen. But honestly, trying to scroll through my newsfeed in January and trying not to see Star Wars stuff, I'd see headlines and be like, oh my god, this is so upsetting. For now, there is no plan to see Ridley's Ray in Star Wars universe again in the near future. What do you think about Daisy Ridley's words? Well, I'll tell you. Uh, I can tell you that Daisy Ridley was pushed away from social media back between The Force Awakens and the last jedi because of the negative backlash a few select the uh, vocal minority as they would say didn't like her as a character so what do you do is you have muscles behind the keyboard and you start tweeting and you start posting and you start chatting and you start creating a wave of negativity and guess what when people don't want to deal with it they leave and that's what she did. And she's been on record saying that social media is always negative. And I agree with her. Um, you know, the problem is that she's not a person who puts herself out there too often. So when she does, people are going to jump on top of this and sort of negate what she's saying and how she wasn't a good actor and, and whatever and how her character was stinky and, 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 and all that stuff. You know, for me, I, I liked the Ray character a lot. I like Daisy Ridley a lot you know I've got no complaints with her character. I've got no problems with her perspective on this and because it's very much true the you know the the social media world, you know everybody's living on social media today in terms of what's happening with you know the pandemic and are people being nicer? are people being kinder? I don't know I don't I don't have a test I don't have a, a way to figure that out but one thing I do know is that we all have to live with each other. And in order to do that, we have to be kind. So uh, you take Daisy Ridley's words to heart. You know, sometimes it's better left unsaid. Okay, you don't always have to get your, uh, your, uh, your way on the Internet. And guess what? No one cares anyway. So, you know, you can either get your point across or you can maybe write in a journal. Write writing a journal that no one is going to read because no one really cares when it comes down to it. So, um, you know, God bless Daisy Ridley and, and for doing what she's doing and, you know, always embracing the fans in a positive light in terms of celebration and seeing people on the streets and whatever. And uh, I think Daisy Ridley's birthday just passed. Happy 28th birthday. And the final thing I want to speak to about Daisy Ridley is that a lot of the celebrities today have been, you know, Trying to connect with fans and, and normal folk, normal folk like you and I, uh, by reading children's stories or by singing or by doing something that s- seems entertaining. So Daisy Ridley uh, decided to read a book that I have read to my daughter many times called "B.B. 8 on the Run," and it's about eight and a half minute minutes long. And we watched it in bed the one night, myself and my daughter Kate, and she loved it. And, I mean, it was like such an she had such a star-struck moment because she's like, oh my god, Ray is reading this story to me. Now, she doesn't know it's Daisy Ridley. She's too young for that, but that's not the point. The point is, is that these actors capture the spirits and the hearts and the minds of these young children. And Star Wars is for kids and that's just the way it's been and that's the way it's going to be for a long time. And there's definitely adult aspects to it, but when push comes to shove, you know, we all can enjoy it in our own ways. So, Uh, Daisy Ridley, love her, love her to death. Keep up the good work. You know, come back to social media when you're ready. Uh, But that has been your Hyperspace Spot. (laughs) This is Reading the Stars. reading the stars has us covering chapters 10 through 15 of the rise of skywalkers novel and i'll tell you just like the movie the content in this book is fast and furious and it's really good you know uh not unfortunately but we've had a newborn baby daughter and i've just hadn't had time to really sit down and read uh but i've had to uh, sort of cut my time and and figure it out, which is why we didn't have reading stars. Last time, I just didn't have enough content to put out there. It would have been like four minutes long. So I was able to get through five chapters throughout the past couple weeks, and I'm just going to sort of, again, not read word for word from the book, because that's boring, but I'm just going to give you an abridged version of my thoughts and feelings on it. And it could be fragmented. I might be missing some details, but that's just the way it is. Uh, So in chapter nine, uh, we have the history of C-3PO, Kylo Ren interrogating Chewie, uh, Ray thinks of how kind Finn was before it all. Ray realizes Chewie is alive and the heroes start their escape from a uh, chapter 10 Ray and friends blast off. This chapter is from Finn's perspective. They board the star destroyer and come upon the two troopers. Ray's Ray mind tricks, uh, Ray's mind trick scene still hits for me here. i liked it in the book as much as I liked it on uh, film. And I actually giggled, uh, uh, and to boot, when Poe uh, po asks if she does that to them, Finn is like, no, nah, wait, oh, hell, because he remembers when she sort of probed his brain to go back to the ship as he she was facing off against Kylo. Uh, thinking of the Pasana scene, scene changes. We have Zori Bliss's point of view, uh, and she's overlooking a snowy perch, listening to a report to Kylo Ren, who throws a temper tantrum. Uh, very Force Awakens-like. Back to Finn and Poe. They find Chewie and get captured. Next, Rey and Kylo's scene between Kajimi and the Star Destroyer is left unchanged, but it's still very cool. There's another Zori scene. We meet some new characters and they start to scatter. We go back to Finn and Poe. Now they are with Hux. Execution chamber was described nicely. I'm the spy. That's the end of Chapter 10. In Chapter 11, Rey finds the droids and turns to face Kylo. Finn, uh... Uh, Finn, Poe, Hux find the droids. Finn uh, is contemplating killing Hux, which I thought was kind of very interesting con- compared to the movie, uh, but he doesn't like to kill, not even Phasma, so I thought that was really interesting that there was a little connection back to The Last Jedi for Finn. Uh, it's a strange addition, but it's uh, it's a welcome one. Uh, Rey was desperate to hear it. She sensed it, the darkness, the rage, we are a dyad. Uh, it was true that together they could do incredible things. She escaped, but not without some second thought. So lots of good dialogue and thought process between Ray and Kylo in this chapter. We cut to Leia, who's hearing Luke again, telling her that it's time. There is only one thing left, and then you can rest, Luke says. We cut back. Kylo has a moment in the hangar. They scanned the, dag- uh, the dagger so they know where she is going, which was not in the movie at all. Uh, and she he has, like, some kind of interesting perspective on Rey. Uh, it's basically written like the way her lips had parted, the way she canted toward him. And I'm like, mm, this feels forced. Uh, in my opinion, it feels forced, uh, the way they're describing their relationship right now. In Chapter 12, she was a Palpatine born of pure evil. Rey tries to collect her thoughts as the Falcon reports several system failures. Rey is struggling to see her real self. Maybe the person she was meant to be is coming soon. Maybe it will. Uh, She's a way to reveal, I guess. I'm not really sure what they're saying there. She talks to the old Jedi Order and how they uh, fostered the Force. She had no one. Luke had been closed off from her. The Emperor is powerful. He orders Kylo to find her and kill her kylo notices he is afraid of her and by emperor is powerful he is projecting himself across the universe we see zori's escape from kajimi and her ultimate turn to fight with the resistance and who really cares i don't know why that was put in the book but i put lol who really cares hux dies by the hand of pride he thinks of the scavenger and how ren could still lose as he is losing life uh For me, it's kind of a womp womp ending for Hux. It's a shame. I really liked him as a character, Uh, but again, eh, you know, decisions. Chapter 13, we come upon Death Star 2 lore and its destructive nature for years after its explosion. It formed land masses it attracted wildlife. It's very natural now. It's been 20 plus years since it's been in the sea. It's been rotating. It's been pulled and pushed and whatever leia gives a speech luke calls to her again she says something of the skywalker legacy is to Rey, the organa legacy is to poe the solo legacy is to ben loved it pretty cool he stared at her in confusion and maybe longing uh the healing scene and as uh, we say the uh, the ray kylo fight is epic um But again, they had a very interesting, again, a forced line. He stared at her in confusion and maybe longing. Yeah, okay. Chapter 14, Kylo stunned by the heel. Stunned by the heel, that's what it says. Light was always around him, true. Solo moment was still very good when he speaks to the memory of Han Solo. The pride scene with the Emperor is good. Uh, There's some extension, but nothing really significant. Some new info about the Sith fleet raised on Exegol, 20 plus years of infighting, troopers conscripted from the First Order, the best of the best. I thought this information was very cool. Babu has an interlude in this chapter and he almost dies off of Kajimi, but I guess uh, Zori saves him? Our heroes return to base to find Leia dead. Does Leia reach out to Poe during his uncertainty? Maybe. Finn notices Rey's half-built lightsaber. Thought that was cool. Nice moment between R2 and three P O, reminding him of the Tantive with the princess. I thought that was a cool memory. Lando didn't make it in time to see Leia. That broke my heart. We have Rey on ahch the island. There's uh, the saber throw. Luke catches. Uh, Luke says, but you healed him. I would have given all of my life, she says. You think it's an accident? We going... Uh, um, I'm sorry. Ray says, I would have given all of my life. I'm like, what? What? Are you kidding? Um, Luke says, you think it's an accident? We like are together, two orphans from the desert. Luke asks her to rest. Like you've been through a lot. You need to close your eyes, but you can't. The caretakers, the the lalais, lanais, I forget what they're called. uh, They still don't like her. I thought that was a cool little detail they put in. (laughs) And the X-Wing raises and all is well. Chapter 15, and the final chapter in this uh, Reading the Stars segment, Ray shows the way to Exegol. Poe debriefs the team and really liked the Lando cape. Okay, again, why are we having these details? But that's fine. Lando had an amazing moment in the Falcon. He remembers their time. He explored the ship. Chewie had his own quarters. Used to be his cape room. Hologram of Chewie and Ben. Uh, and then what they basically did, instead of, like, just talking to individual people, they would jump to a system, they would transmit their message, they would jump to a system, they would transmit their message as quick as they come from, from system to system to system. So for those people who are like, oh, my God, how could they amass so many people in such a short amount of time? Well, I mean, it's not a great answer, but who cares? It's fine. You know, they, the whole galaxy came together against the Sith fleet. It works. There's a cool moment between Finn and Poe before takeoff. Finn wonders if he should be flying at all because you're the acting general. They hug and depart. There's a small scene with General Pride. No, Allegiant Pride. He says these words, Our lord will rise again. You know, very cult-like. It's very scary. The book explains the X-Wing readiness. So the X-Wing was not ready to fly. It needed to be tinkered with. Ray had to get, like, the most vital systems up. They had to replace the wing from the door. They had to do this. She had to rewire, blah, blah, blah. Who knows how long that took? I don't know. I mean, you're talking about, in 16 hours, you will bow to the final order. You know, like, again, as soon as you start putting time into a story... It's not good. That means that people are going to pay attention to time, and that's not really what you want in a, in a movie. You know, you want it to kind of uh, flow. Ray's arrival to Palpatine is unchanged. The resistance arrives. Sabrond is a captain of the Sith fleet. She's responsible for the destruction of Kajimi. There's a small section in her to start the defense of Exicle, and that's. Kinda where we ended our journey in the Rise of Skywalker. So the Resistance and Rey, you know, they're all converging to Exegol at this point. It's kind of the best part of the the movie. You know, there's a lot of action. There's a lot of good stuff happening. There's a war scene. There's you know infighting. There's and Solo makes his return. I'm actually really looking forward to seeing like how does he get a TIE fighter. I hope they explain that. We'll see what happens. Um, but next week, we're looking to bring back a comic book. I was able to score Star Wars number four from Comic Collections in Feasterville. A little drive-by curbside pickup. Big shout out to Dave uh, in the Comic Collections. So good good for us there. So we'll be covering chapter four of Star Wars, or not chapter four, but Star Wars number four next week and the. the Uh, I'm going to try the official conclusion of The Rise of Skywalker, so I'm looking forward to that. Uh, So that has been Reading the Stars for Episode 15. Welcome back to the Clone Wars Recap. This is episode eight of the Clone Wars. Uh, This time around, we're going to be doing a little bit of a solo adventure. Adam from the From a Certain Point of View podcast could not make it tonight. Uh, He had a a family commitment to attend to, so we're praying for him and we're thinking about him in his time of need. Uh, So we will carry forth as we say hello to Ginger Slayer. On the Twitch stream, good day. And the title of this episode was called Together Again. I had high hopes for this episode. I thought that it could have been very good. I ended up thinking it was mediocre to not great. In fact, I thought episode 7 was much better than episode 8 in the Clone Wars adventure here. Our blue words starting us off. You can change who you are, but you cannot run from yourself. I thought that was sort of similar to last week. In fact, maybe a little opposite. Who you were does not have to define who you are. You can change who you are, but you cannot run from yourself. What is this show doing? I don't. I don't there's not. There's not. There's no continuity for me. I'm not really. Maybe I'm reading too much into it. Uh, lol. This ep started exactly the same as last episode. Because they're running out of ideas, and they had to make twelve episodes, and they should have just made eight. Anyways, Rafa we find out is a manipulator, but she concludes that they have to trust each other. Uh, Ahsoka negotiates with the Pike leader in terms of letting Rafa and Trace find the spice. She will sacrifice herself in that case. Yada yada. We it is revealed that the Pike's life will depend. On it. Uh, And in this case. I was scrolling through Twitter. And I noticed that Darth Maul. is making an appearance in this episode. And I shouldn't have scrolled when I did. Uh, So the Maul scene. Was definitely spoiled. So it was only a matter of time until Darth Maul shows up. We have the sisters leaving. The Mandos are back. They want to know what Ahsoka is up to. Uh, We figure that Ahsoka gave herself up. Rafa... Ends up coming back to uh, Corellia to steal spice from another, I guess, doc to give to the Pikes, Kind of like robbing Peter to pay Paul. She's a quick talker. Kind of reminded me of Better Call Saul and like being a lawyer. Ahsoka in her adventures lays, lays chargers. We get our Maul sighting. Um, this is a very interesting part. Uh, does Maul notice her? Right? So he's like a hologram, right? He's, he's, he's on a machine, and he can see how much of their environment, but he, like, sort of looks down at her. How does this happen? Is this just for theatrics? Is this actually happening? I am not sure, but I have questions. There's a mention of the Crimson Dawn, right? Which is interesting because that leads up into Solo. There's a mention of the Collective, there's a mention of Mandalore. Now we're good, we're Now we're starting to get spicy. So that's good stuff. Uh, she reveals that, she, uh, you know, she's using Jedi powers, and then she gets stunned. Like she's a Jedi, is she? Did she give herself up? I'm not sure. Maybe it was all part of the plan. Uh, we f- we see that Rafa is like a good fighter. She's fighting like a Bosk. I forget what they're called a Bosque type creature very very large lizard-like creature you know she sort of holds her own uh they're all reunited and now they know that she is a jedi uh trace plays there's another flying in the ship they're trying to get away trace plays chicken with one of the ships and the ship sort of bails and crashes and that's cool the mandalorians follow them off of Corellia. they go back to coruscant um Rafa says, you might not be a Jedi, but you definitely act like one. The Mandalorians reveal themselves, and I'm going to tell you right now, because I'm not a Clone Wars expert, and I didn't look it up, and I don't care to look it up. I recognize the Mandalorian. I believe she was the leader at one point. Maybe she was a part of Death Watch. I don't I don't know. Visla is coming to my brain, but that might just be... You know nonsense, but she says that Death Watch is gone, and then we have this weird scene where it's like, yeah, you should go with them. You helped us like you wouldn't believe, and now it's time for you to move on. And they want us to like have this emotional connection to her leaving the sisters, and I just don't care. I don't care that she's leaving the sisters. We were all waiting for her to leave the sisters, so you know, I the feelings I have is like, you know, why were we here? in the beginning you know and it's just like uh, reading through twitter it's like you know they could have gotten this arc down to two episodes they could have gotten the first arc down to two episodes and we could have spent six episodes seven episodes eight episodes on the siege of mandalore if that's what they're doing so let's go through our some top moments top moment number one darth maul crimson dawn mandalore love it wonderful 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 uh top moment number two i gotta give it to rafa for holding her own Uh, she definitely was a badass and we gotta give it to her uh bottom moment this entire arc was terrible i don't get it you know we ahsoka did she develop as a character we already know that she was she chose to leave the jedi order right and she's dealing with it there wasn't enough in this storyline to deal with it maybe the first two episodes instead of her being on a speeder and then just crashing you know conveniently crashing was she on the run from the republic Uh, what what's going on with her like there could have been so much more to to develop her character from you know goody two shoes jedi to maybe ambiguous you know and i didn't see that you know i don't think she's ambiguous i still think rafa's right she is a jedi she's good no matter what you know that's just what she is uh, predictions, you know, they're on their way to take back Mandalore, I guess, uh, you know, from Maul. Will the Darksaber be involved? Do we get Moff Gideon? Is that a potential? Do we get Moff Gideon? You know, I don't know. Do we see a young Moff Gideon? That'd be pretty cool, right? Maybe he, he sees the Darksaber and in his brain he goes, I'm going to get that saber one day. Fast forward to Mandalorian, the actual Mandalorian show on Disney Plus, and there it is. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, so, so I mean, for me, it's I, there's nothing exciting about the Clone Wars. Nothing. There's been little peaks, little peaks of excitement, but most of this series has been boring. Most of this series has been nonsense. Uh, for me, it's just like um, I'm, I'm kind of over it. But we got four episodes left, and we're going to just power on through. Um, Like I said, I don't really have Adam here to bounce ideas off of. I don't have his analysis. But I encourage you to follow the From a Certain Point of View podcast. I encourage you to follow this podcast. You're listening to it, so you must be following it. Or you're listening to it for the first time. I encourage you to follow it. Uh, And, you know, we'll be back next week for the start of the new arc, Episode 9 of Clone Wars. And uh, safe travels, my friends. This has been your Clone Wars Recap. Well folks, that about wraps up episode 15 of Star Wars by DMRC Tech. As you can see, we are keeping these uh, drastically shorter than the previous episodes as you know. New babies means less time. and um, hopefully these quick bites will sort of uh, keep you engaged. You know, and uh, not everybody has the hour you know, commute anymore. you know we have these short, short, quick, Quick times that we can kind of, like, be doing the dishes, throw in a podcast. Uh, I know for me, when I do the dishes, I often play back some of my own streams or I play back Gingerbread Beauty streams because I can't see them at 12 p.m. Uh, so I play back stuff, you know, to, to, you know, pass the time along as I'm doing some boring stuff. I like to entertain uh, myself by watching some stuff back. Uh, during those times for sure so hopefully the short format is working for you in our hyperspace spot we covered daisy ridley's thoughts on the rise of skywalker and how she read a book which made my daughter very happy Uh, we covered reading the stars chapters 10 through 15 of the rise of skywalker and we talked without adam this time unfortunately clone wars number eight and how this series just stinks so far so hopefully you were able to listen on that but come on out next week. As we push to episode 16, uh, we have a comic to read, we have a novel to finish up, and there might be news down the line. So this is Sean of Star Wars by the MRC Tech. Hopefully you can follow me on all the channels. Shout out to everybody on Twitch for coming on out and watching Ginger Slayer, Gingerbread Beauty. It's awesome. Thank you so much for joining the live show. As they say in a galaxy far, far away, may the Force be with you. Star Wars by MRC Tech, created by Sean, found on Spotify, Apple, and Google Podcasts, can be streamed from mrctechllc.com. Follow Sean and MRC Tech on all the socials. Search out MRC Tech and you will surely find them. Catch all the exciting Star Wars action in a podcast form, but don't forget, MRC Tech also streams content like games and Lego builds and is also a tech specialist. Reach out if you ever need help. Music provided by Incompetech, the Baltic House Orchestra, Pandemics, and ChillHop.com. Copyrighted 2020. Cheers, and may the force be with you.